All right, you guys, what is going on? My name is Marcus, as always, your host for another episode of the Roads Untraveled podcast. I believe this is episode 79. I cannot believe we've done 79 of these things. Uh, it's been a it's been a good long run, and we're just getting started, okay? So today is a special episode. We've got two guests with us. Uh, Dylan and Cole are joining me in today's episode, uh, where we talk about kind of, you know, more local stuff. Uh, Dylan's a photographer in Vancouver, puts out some awesome stuff, and uh, Cole has been through probably more cars than anybody I know currently <laughs> in the car scene. He's really into JDM stuff, he's got some cool stories, and uh, both of these guys were just awesome to talk to and have, have a good conversation with about cars, you know, the local scene. And uh, more specifically, photography and video in general. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, going forward in 2017, I'm going to try to have a lot more guests on the podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy these episodes. Not only is this podcast episode very special because of uh, our really good conversation with Dylan and Cole, but as well, this episode specifically is brought to you by Audible.com, okay? So we brought Audible on as a sponsor because, you know, kind of like podcasts, it's a really good thing to have when you're, you know, going on a drive, if you've got to commute somewhere, or even if you're just at home at your office or what have you, and you're doing work that allows you to actually listen to something. Uh, in most cases, when I want to relax, that's my favorite type of work to do. So if you head on over to audibletrial.com slash roadsuntraveled, you can get a free 30-day trial from Audible, and with that, you get a free audiobook download, Okay. So one of my favorites, actually, that I downloaded a few years ago when I first heard of Audible and got got into, you know, podcasts and audiobooks and stuff, uh, was The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. This book, I, I would actually honestly give this book credit for, I mean, not the book itself, but for enabling me the uh, confidence and whatnot to go ahead with my first big music video project when Grayson and I used to shoot music videos. Uh, and that music video is now over a million views, and that kind of snowballed into the Roads Untraveled show that me and Grayson later created and has turned into what it has today with over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, I mean, for me, that's kind of the first audiobook I listened to, actually, and the one that I was just blown away by. So, But like I said, you can head over to audibletrial.com slash roadsuntraveled and get your free 30-day trial, and you can download any audiobook you want. That's personally the War of Art. That's the one that I would recommend to you, but, I mean, depends on your field and all that stuff. But uh, I will stop rambling, and here is my conversation with Dylan and Cole. Really hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you are able to, head on over to iTunes as well. Give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. You can send in your questions to roadsuntraveledshow at gmail.com. And yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. New guests, Cole and Dylan's here as well. We've officially started the podcast. How's it going? <laughs> We're rolling into it. <laughs> hey, it's your boy, Tommy. Welcome, everybody. Marcus, as always, here for another episode of the Roads and Travel podcast. We're going to have, like, we've been trying to have way more guests on the show, which is a lot of fun because, you know, like... I get in here with, like, my same friends, and we talk about the same stuff every week. I'm like, hey, what's going on with your car? It's like, it's still in the garage. <laughs> haven't touched anything. Like, <laughs> it's like, what's different? I don't know. But, yeah, how are you guys doing? Good, good, man. Still same old shit, recovering from the accident on that <laughs> fateful morning. Yeah. I don't Ac know if... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you ever hear about that? I don't think so. 
Uh, I was on my way to a job interview, and uh, have you seen the HOV exit for uh, 156 on Highway 1? It's the last exit before yep. the toll bridge or whatever? Yeah. Wait, the one that goes underneath the... It's in the middle of the highway. Yep. Yep. So I'm in the leftmost non-HOV lane, mm-hmm. and I just got onto the highway at the 160th on-ramp. Mm-hmm. Just get all the way into the leftmost non-HOV, and uh, I'm just like, okay, cool, I'm on the highway. I'm going to be at this job assessment and like... 25 minute it's gonna be it's gonna be smooth it's gonna be good we're gonna we're gonna do it i'm gonna get this job and then uh yeah just as i'm thinking this i see this car start pulling out ahead of me like first there's like a lineup of cars just coming to a complete halt yeah in the lane to my right and i'm like "Uh oh what's going on (laughs) (laughs) and i see this mazda 3 Trying to pull out and cut across my lane, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's about to get really fucking weird right oh, now. Geez. So uh, I'm hitting the brakes and I downshift. I was going the speed limit, like, you know, 90, 100. Yeah. Just regular highway speed. And I steer away from her, but she still hits the side of my car. If she stopped, I wouldn't have hit her. I wouldn't have made contact with her. Right, okay. And if you look at the pictures, uh, you can see where the front rebar on her car went into my door basically. Jeez. So she just like came right over or what? Yeah. And after her car was stationary, after the accident and everything, her front rebar is ripped right off on the one side. Yeah. So after I hit her, um, ended up bouncing off of her into the, uh, the collapsing divider. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what set off the airbag. So, you know, bounce off of that still probably going, you know, 60, 70 K an hour. And then, Jeez. uh, yeah, no more airbag left, and then I eat shit, and the retaining wall is what stops me. Wait, so you, like, bounced off the, like, collapsing yep. thing? Bounced Jeez. off of that, too. Oh and then that, that fucked up my wheels and my Tomei pan. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Real wheels held up really good, though. Yeah, that was, beware that was really of the weird. Mazda 3 drivers. I know a few good ones, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mo- actually, Most of them, uh, I don't know, I try and... Uh... They're pretty clueless. Wait, what are worse? Mustang drivers or... Ma- uh, they're they're up three. there. I think, you know what, like, Mazda 3 drivers, like, are like, definitely up there with the Mustang drivers. Like, they, they definitely appeal to a certain demographic. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just, it's not to hurt any feelings or anything. I'm really trying hard at this being nice thing recently, but, uh... <laughs> Like what? What's a lot of work, isn't it? Mazda three drivers. What's what's going on in your head, man? Are you just like reciting Pee Wee's Playhouse theme in your head the whole time you're driving? What's going on there? I, you know what? Like, (laughs) there's like a a certain group of cars that I have problems with on the road, and like biggest ones, Mustangs. Those ones are always like super big dickheads on the road. Uh, Mazda threes are second, I think. And then it's usually an Audi or a BMW next that are just like right up on my ass. I'm just right, like, fuck, right. you know what? Like I, I have a really slow Tacoma and I can't go much faster than this. So like, I don't know, you're not fucking going anywhere and neither am I. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they usually just try and like cut you off or get around you to save three seconds till the next red light. And yep. you're just like, what? <laughs> like yep. what's going on? You're like, you're like, yeah, there goes your gas mileage. And I'm glad uh, you got to that red light like three seconds faster. Some more <laughs> unnecessary wear and tear. Good job. Yeah, it's, it's funny because, like, you would think, or at least I would think that it would be, when you expect someone, like, that's tailgating you or something, you would expect, like, a big, like, Dodge Ram or an F-150 or something, right? But generally, those are the guys, like, the diesel guys generally are just, like, 
kind of cruising, and then they'll just do like a random pull here. Yeah, and there. yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. They'll roll call on you and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I don't had, mind uh, that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I had my windows down. This was when I was driving my spec R during the summer. I think it was yeah. I was like driving up one seventy six or whatever, and uh, this dickhead and his big Cummins or whatever sees I had both my windows down, and. Uh, I seen him roll and call a couple times behind me, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really going to let you just, like, blast me with that. So I pull ahead again, Yeah. and then we yeah. both meet up at this red light, and before the lights even turn green, he's starting to gun. I was just like, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Putting the window up and trying to stay ahead of him, Yeah. and uh, meet up with him again up the yeah 176 in Fraser Highway. I was like, hey... What the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, sorry, I didn't see you there, dude. I'm like, I'm sure you didn't. I, you know, I, I hang out with a few like Cummins oh, guys and stuff, like people like diesel guys and stuff, and uh, yeah. I definitely understand their mindset when they're like see cars like that. We're like, oh, these fucking little these, rocket these racers, kids. man. They're yeah. Just, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, trucks are for men, cars are for boys, kind of thing, and they're just like, yeah, yeah let's roll call on this kid. Yeah. And just like they don't understand like the work that gets put into these cars or anything or passion on like sure, rocket yeah. racers. So in case you're wondering, it doesn't taste good. No, no, definitely <laughs> well, not. honestly, it's like as much as I hate it when it like, when you're on the street and it kind of happens like that in a scenario like that. But at the same time, there are countless hours of entertainment from videos online of people like at Carmi's just getting smoked in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh yeah, Full YouTube on. is hilarious for that. They'll drive by some girl like walking down the street, like, "Hey, do you smoke?" And oh like, yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> hey, you like smoking? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Be- before we get too far into it, this is uh, new guests. We do uh, we do something here. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear so, it. So just so people can get to know like your automotive background, so to speak, a little bit more. Um, we'll start with you, Dylan. What was your, We're basically going to list off your first car, your current car, and then two dream cars. One being like one you could see yourself owning in like 10 years' time, let's say, and then one that's like, you know, a Veyron or some, or Koenigsegg yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want to ask first? <laughs> first car, start out. Okay, my first car. Well, my first actual car that I like started modifying was a E36 325. Nice. Um, I bought it as an auto because it had like the whole M kit on it and stuff like that, and it was just like a nice, clean project to start on. So me and some friends swapped it, and then we were pretty much my plan was to make it into a drift car, and then oh, um, I really liked it. It had the auto gear ratio and stuff like that, the auto diff, so it was super short gear ratio, which was like kind of like a win loss situation where like. On the highway, it was fucking... It was bad. It was really bad. Like, <laughs> at 100, 160, I'm, I'm at five grand. Like, oh, And I had to drive Chilliwack for work, so right, imagine right. my fuel economy and kind what of... Fuel the, economy. was not, not very good. <laughs> That's brutal. It was not very good. But for drifting, it was amazing. Like, people were just shocked because sometimes in the dry, it would just be in third gear going uphill around a corner sideways, and then, like, people are just struggling in second gear, and I'm in third gear just off the limiter. <laughs> it was it, it was pretty mental. Wait, I, so it started out life as an, you had it as an auto first, yeah, and then you swapped it, yeah, nice. which nice. I was pretty happy about because the guy was pretty old when I bought it, yeah. So I was like, this guy definitely didn't beat the shit out of this car. Was it a two door or four door? Four door. Nice. Sedan. I nice. don't think I fit in a two door. I'm like six <laughs> five. <laughs> That's a good having a rear wheel drive manual car as a first car. Something that a lot like you kind of need. Yeah, definitely. I have a wow. lot of friends that are into drifting, so I wasn't like. 
learning mm-hmm. by myself and being stupid. Like I kind of was like really delicately taking advice from people who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. We'd go oh, into huge man. open parking lots and I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't try anything out of my skill set. I'd just like push it a little bit farther every time until I like really figured out the uh, dynamics of the car. Nice. At first, I honestly, I <laughs> thought it was opened if I never just got underneath it to check when we swapped it. And then uh, <laughs> turned out it was uh, LSD. So I was like, Ooh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so a pumped. good feeling. Yeah. Oh, damn. Was, Wait, so was that just like an option on... Yeah, it was like this winter package for the 325. Oh, okay. they, they all come with LSDs. Nice. Yeah, heated seats. Probably a Canadian stuff. option thing. Yeah. Just probably. like the SC400 out here. Yeah. All of them have the LSD in them. Yeah. I, I love the E36. A lot of people are like, oh, that's like the 240 of BMWs. It's like whatever but you know it, it was a great platform and <laughs> yeah, uh, i yeah. loved that car it was super fun like wasn't too unreliable or anything like i had a good time in that car i'd definitely probably get another one yeah maybe an m3 this time but i don't know i kind of feel bad if i beat on it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say e36 m3s are they're not i don't think they're going up in value but they're 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 hovering around like they're not gonna yeah. go any further down that's yeah. for damn sure definitely definitely but uh but yeah, that that's a pretty solid first car. Yeah, that's and uh, the current car, I, I, well, truck I own now is a 1995 uh, Toyota Tacoma V6, 3.4 liter, 4x4. Nice. The Cooter Cave. Yeah, that that one is uh, <laughs> that one was like pretty confusing for a lot of people, especially if you follow me on Instagram. They're like, "Whoa, like you shoot all these cars, you hang around all these car guys, and you're into trucks." I'm like, "Well, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just kind of a, a path I wanted to try out." Yeah, like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, kind of hate on trucks and stuff like that, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna try this out, see if I like it. And I love it. Like, I'm I'm really outdoorsy. I love hiking and stuff and going camping. And yeah. it and it's a lot more everything useful. I need. Yeah, definitely, it's a lot more useful. It's a lot more it's, useful it's really than funny, your lowered car. Funny yeah, watching like, people uh, struggling over a speed bump sometimes when I'm just like, <laughs> or like <laughs> when it's snowing out, everyone's like spinning tire. I'm just like, see ya. <laughs> no, yeah, like yeah, you can actually do stuff, and I I kind of agree with you in the fact that. Like, I, I have had two MR2s, but that's because, like, my first MR2 kind of got cut short. Yeah. I was like, I'm not done with this. I want to get another one. But at the same time, I am I might have the MR2 for, like, another year, and then I'm going to move on to something else, right? Yeah. Like, I, I want a bunch of different... And, like, when my first MR2 got totaled, I was like, okay, I need it... Because it was in, like, September, and I was like, I need a winter beater. So I was like, okay, I haven't owned an American car, haven't owned an automatic, and I haven't owned a V8 so far. So I got, like, a Grand Marquis, like a 91 Mercury Grand Marquis, yeah, like, Woody Wagon. <laughs> and I cut the muffler off, and I was I had that for, like, six months just to, like, you know, experience different things. And I'll probably have a truck at some point, too. But Yeah. I think that's that's the dream, for sure, is a truck and a car at the same time. Like, yeah. if I could have my, my Tacoma for off-roading, camping, and obviously it's really handy for shooting rollers. I just lay in the back and just <laughs> hang down. And then another BMW, I think. that That's going to be the... I don't know. I, I like JD, JDM cars, but I'm je- definitely more of a Euro guy myself. I yeah. like Euro cars. Yeah. Yeah. All about that European In that case, stuff. what would you what would you go for as like your dream car? In, in uh, like 10 years' time. Let's like say, a realistic car, right? Let's say yeah. under 100 Gs. Okay. My realistic car, some people are going to disagree with this, but I love the E30 M3. Oh, I nice. love it. Like it just it yes. sounds amazing. I've seen people drive it. I've never been in one, but um, driven it on Forza. Just it's amazing car. Like it's just so nice looking. It sounds amazing. I mean, 
four cylinder. You get super long gears and stuff like that. Two hundred horsepower out of four cylinders. Awesome ITBs. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. those ITBs, man. Yeah, that would be. I don't know. I I rarely see them, especially in Vancouver. Like I've seen maybe two in vancouver yeah and then there was one in uh, seattle with an ls swap where it was just like like (laughs) (laughs) i seen just one one yeah (laughs) i was i was pretty triggered at that one well the take like do you know if it was like an actual m3 that oh yeah it was it was a legit m3 they took the motor out and put an ls i was like no that's not a smart financial decision cut the value of your e30 in half if you're if like if you guys know people in the bmw wheel like world i mean uh everyone's like super super specific on keeping things oem like that's that's like a bmw thing like oem bbs like style five wheels and stuff like that everyone likes to not try and go aftermarket with with bmw everyone likes to keep everything oem and clean like that and all german parts if you're gonna do aftermarket yeah, yeah. right and I think uh, my dream car, which would be unrealistic, but I'd like to think it's realistic one day if I <laughs> keep working hard enough, is a GT3 RS. I love, yeah. love that car. I love it. It, just, it looks amazing. It looks like it drives amazing. I'd love to be in a GT3 RS one day and go rip around a track or something like that or yeah. even just sit in the passenger seat or something like that. But What generation? stuff sounding engine, too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. They... They scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's something so unique in terms of sound you you don't get from anything else. Like an LS, you can get, like, I don't know, Mustangs and Corvettes definitely sound different, but they're kind of in the same yeah. genre of sounds. Their firing pattern is just different. A lot of people will, yeah. will disagree with uh, that dream car because they, they kind of value it the same price as, like, like maybe like a hurricane or some they're up there like they're really Same pricey. performance level you can get a ferrari or a lamborghini all that stuff but i mean i don't know i'm just not really i think like, you get more car out of a porsche yeah exactly i'm yeah. more of a driver, driver way more car out of it and yeah. you don't gotta worry about you know your shit setting on fire when you're sitting at a standstill on the highway exactly <laughs> yeah i don't know like i love ferrari <laughs> and stuff like that and i definitely think they're like a really good driver's car but it's really flashy and that's not me i just like to have a car that's really good handling and it's really fun and makes me happy yeah. i think that would be the one for sure that's a good dream car i'm like right there with you yeah gt3 <laughs> probably GT3 holds RS. value too yeah. I-, I love really Porsches. well yeah oh yeah they'll all the GT3. Although, like, the newest GT3 RSs, like, originally they were selling for, like, when they first came out for the first year or whatever, they were selling for, like, way over sticker, right? Well, what do they um, go for? They're, like, that's, like, a $200,000 car, isn't it? Something like that? So, Canadian? I, it's, like, 350 yeah, roughly. It's expensive. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. No, we're talking, like, brand new Ferrari 488 money. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's expensive. They don't. That, the <laughs> thing is, they don't look like they cost that much. It looks no, like they a hundred thousand dollar car. And you're just like, oh, exactly. they're beautiful though. Like, going, <laughs> went to Cars and Coffee, man, and like they had like the whole Skittle lineup there. It was so sick. That's nuts. Down at a uh, portion Langley, that was so sick. Oh yeah, I remember coming out for that. Yeah, there was like yeah. a purple, red, green, blue, like yeah. just every fucking Holy Skittle crap. color. Yeah, sick. That was, they put, they that was a good little meat. Yeah, they do. It was really good. I was shout out to Porsche Langley. Because yeah, no I, I only found out about that Cars and Coffee like two days before, and then I was like, oh, maybe it's not a big Let's deal. Go. And then I got there, and I was like, wow, these are yeah. fucking sick cars here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a good turnout for like how small it was. Yeah. A lot definitely. of quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. I prefer that. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. And you get guys that come out, and it's like you're not required to like bring a Porsche to, your, to, to that Cars and Coffee, right? It's like no. people bring out everything. 
Yeah. Just come hang out and have a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> check, check out the showroom, sit in some new 911. But that, that's the thing, like you were saying, like the new GT3 RS, like you put it next to a brand new 488 or something, it doesn't look like... It doesn't no, look it like doesn't look like an equal value at all. But it, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you can either spend $130,000 on like a base-ish 911, you know? Yeah. Um, and it kind of, minus the wing and like a few little arrow bits here and there, looks, it's kind of the same looking car for, for the most part. There's definitely yeah. big differences, but uh, to the non-car person, they look the same. On the topic of Porsche and like talking price, for around $100,000, I think I'd still rather rock an old air-cooled Porsche. Just, just for that old, you know, full driver control experience, you don't have any assists or any electronics helping you putt down the road it's all you that's kind of more the feel that i like yeah. in a car i think i'd like to experience just raw that driving hey yeah pretty much it was all raw german engineering that was what made them what they were you didn't have all these computers you know helping you out no that was not. that was the shit back then no yeah i honestly i agree with you and yeah. it's it's the fact too that those cars are like they're a lot smaller <laughs> yeah too <laughs> I, yeah i definitely like the raw driving experience i, I like jake's ae86 that he had before like no yeah. power steering and stuff it was so fun it just yeah. felt like a little go-kart and like underpowered and stuff like that but two thousand really pound cars man the yeah. super lightweight stuff is like always the most fun yeah you don't exactly. even need a lot of horsepower to have fun definitely yeah. not yeah yeah like, same thing kind of with the e30 m3 <clears> too <throat> same i mean i don't know how much those weigh but like nowadays it's like when I think of a light a light car, I think of something less than three thousand pounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I mean, back in the day, that's not by today's standards. Yeah. That is light. It is for yeah. sure. Yeah, that is light for yeah. when you look at you know like everything else that's coming out there. Oh yeah, Dodge Hellcat, fifty five hundred pounds. Yeah, that's 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 a sports car. Infinity G thirty seven or something. Car. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely where all the. The guys doing burnouts out of cars and coffee are crashing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But yeah, cool. Uh, let's move on to you. What was your, like, what did you first, first car? Drive? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I've had, I'm on my ninth vehicle now. Oh, God, all right. Nice. I'm on my ninth vehicle. <laughs> so this is going to sound, this. Let, let's go for a little bit of a roller coaster here. So let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. Um, first car, E86 GTS Coupe, drift beat, rusty piece of shit. I saw the kooky front bumper on it. I was just like, oh, it's got a JDM front bumper. I need that right now. Oh, it's sick. And then a guy comes out, starts it up for me, and uh, I'm just like, well, it runs. And I uh, crank the, the throttle body open by, by hand, and it's just, you know, it's making that induction noise. I'm like, oh, sounds like a 4AG. How much you want, buddy? <laughs> so uh bought that one real quick. Didn't even test drive it. Uh, start driving it off of his driveway stall it like three times because i've never driven a manual in my life that's the way to do it so uh yeah dump the clutch and get it going down the street and there is a horrendous noise coming from the rear end so that was literally the only day that i drove that car out of eight months of owning it so i drove it home uh paid some dickhead fucking mechanic mobile mechanic he calls himself matt kill that was his business (laughs) that was his name on his business card (laughs) matt kill so <laughs> I paid him 600 bucks to fix the differential and uh, yeah, it didn't get fixed because there was no parts around or he couldn't find them. And I, I was, you know, just being a stupid shithead, like not sure, really doing yeah. my research, like should have just looked up and found, you know, a new ring and pinion and just bought it myself, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I traded that for 
a BMW 740i, and that was a huge mistake, too. <laughs> was that, like, E34 yes. generation? E38. Oh, okay. Yeah, that car was a fucking heap of shit. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no power steering. Yeah, that was really nice in a 5,200-pound car. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, three, four months later, uh, got an email from this guy named Boris. I think he was Russian or something. He says, hey, man. Well, come out and check out a trade offer I got for you. It's got 71 Monte Carlo. And I was like, oh, American Muscle, this sounds neat. So we go out and check it out. And I was just like, yeah, this is way better than the BMW. So let's do it. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll take this. Uh, throw 1800 bucks on top. And I was like, sold. Okay. So <laughs> oh, I'm driving this big ass Bodhi muscle car home. Uh, Go and get my N finally. Wait, did you test drive that one or no? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, nice, yeah. nice. That was a cool car. That was a really cool car. Oh, I but bet, it needed yeah. a full restoration. Yeah. I shortly found out after. You know, not, no research, right? <laughs> but I just wanted to get out of the Beamer. Like, that was all I cared about. Yeah. So, moving on, another six months. So, this is car number three. Sell that after driving it for only two months. Insured and all that. First car I drove with my N. That was pretty cool car to drive through your end for the first time yeah so uh sell that uh that car got fully restored and was on craigslist again for like i don't know six months before it sold really nice restoration to do it anyways got myself an s14 zanke 240sx really happy with that mm -hmm. that was like the first car i really dug my hands into and did stuff to uh you know did a body kit that was like Something I've never done before. Did that. Right. Turned out right. pretty good. Uh, put on some uh, Chinese wheels. Yeah. Thought that was sick. Chinese coilovers. I was like, yeah, this thing is fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to save up for an SR20. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be a 240SX guy who just does everything that other 240SX guys do. Nice. Yeah, I wonder so, how many uh, like S chassis are around Vancouver just with like Chinese coilovers and oh, wheels man. and that oh, too. too many. <laughs> like like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just about all of them. So uh I'm like really pumped about, you know, saving up for this SR twenty and everything. And then I get laid off from my job and I didn't get paid for a whole month and a half's earnings. Yeah. So I'm just like, shit. Great. There goes my SR20 swap. Sell, sell the body kit. <laughs> so, well, I didn't sell it. I actually got laid off. Sat there looking around on Craigslist thinking about selling it. And I see this Toyota Supra Mark IV on Craigslist. Oh, damn. Up for trade. And I was just like, hey, uh, got an S14. Looks kind of nice. Never been drifted. Want to buy it? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Let's have a look. So, we didn't even look at each other's cars. We just like looked at pictures over the internet. Really? I went in there blind. Yeah. We did the trade. I got myself a Mark IV Supra, traded all my SR20 parts, plus the car, everything, wow. and 400 bucks on top. And I drove away with a Mark IV Supra NA, five-speed. Yeah. That yeah. was cool, because that was one sure. of my dream cars back then. So I was like, it yeah, was clean. cool. It was yeah, clean. it was. It was really nice. So I got that. Uh, sort of built that car on EI, which is pretty cracking. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, coilovers, brakes, wheels. I was like, yeah, I'm happy with this. So uh, drove that for a year and a half and then sold it. And then I got into a Datsun 240Z. And oh, my God. That, that thing was... was a fucking horrendous mistake. Yeah. It was said, a learning experience. Was this another one of those cars, like your Monte Carlo, that was like, it needs a restoration? It was like, oh, it was dude, full it was... patina and like... It was, was one of the one of the, 
Like where, like you, uh, it has some fame around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it was all primer gray fender flares. There was uh, a, a stop sign for the, the floors. No, it wasn't a stop sign. It was a 30 K an hour sign yeah, covering a hole. <laughs> uh, really? And then when I, when I was going to BCIT when I bought that car and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just buy this and put some floors in. This should be no big deal. Oh wait, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was not good. That thing was hilarious. It took me two months to do because I only got four hours a day to work on it. But yeah, all brand new floors, rear end panel, frame rails, all the shebang and all that. How do those things drive? Oh, uh, that one was really grippy. Yeah. Because it had, uh, even though the tires were bald as fuck, it had, mm-hmm. I think, Toyo R compounds on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that car was planted. I could not believe how, like, that thing had it was like it was on rails that's cool that's it had, good to ma- hear. It had a megan racing coilover conversion or whatever s13 coilovers from megan racing or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah moving on uh list that thing because i never got to enjoy it and the engine was you know done basically like carburetors were just yeah right no, no deal right. so uh sold that and then there was this a86 on craigslist and i was like oh this looks kind of nice. And I look further into it. Ooh, it's got a 20 valve, but it needs a rebuild apparently. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sold the Datsun, bought this eight, six with the 20 valve in it and ITBs the next day. It was pretty, pretty cool. And then, uh, I ended up starting work or no, I was, I was already working at this point, um, as auto body guy. And then, uh, I ended up buying a ton of parts for this thing, but I never ended up rebuilding the engine to make it drivable again, which was like the big mistake. Right. Like I right. always wanted an A86 hatch with a 20 valve in it. So I did. I got that. Bought a bunch of parts. Didn't rebuild the engine like an idiot. Uh, lost interest in it again and then sold that. And then, uh, yeah, sold that, all my parts. And then I got into an S15 spec R. So, wait, so right now you have Spec S? Yeah. So you had a Spec R. Yeah, and that was the one that got written off in in the end of October. Which was really sad because, like, he used to send me his mod list all the time. I was like, holy shit, there was so much stuff. Huge plans for that car. Yeah, it was just so many. But, I mean, your new platform is way cleaner. Way cleaner. cleaner. It was a bit of a blessing in disguise, that whole accident and everything, Mm -hmm. Mm because I used the money from ICBC to get out of debt got a much cleaner chassis i have parts waiting to go on it i'm just waiting for it to you know warm up so my balls don't get frosty while i'm putting parts on the thing <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. kidding so that the, the spec s now like the main selling point on that for me was the fuel air- economy not even fuel <laughs> economy because it's not that great sure it gets like you know 500 kilometers to a tank but I'm yeah. still spending. That's pretty good. I'm I'm still spending, you know, eighty bucks to fill it up, and it's an NA two liter. Like that's, yeah, yeah. Eh, I think that's a little thirsty. But uh, the main selling point for me was uh, the Aero Kit. It has the factory optional Aero Kit on it. Nice, nice. People spend, you know, you know, three hundred US on a fiberglass Aero Bar, as it's called in Australia. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. I've got the OEM plastic one that people spent stupid amounts of money for on auction to bring over from Japan. Oh, yeah. O- OEM parts like that? Like oh, man. Stuff that came on, like, only a few hundred or a few th- couple thousand yeah. of, like, a specific... Like, same in the MR2 world. Stuff that you would never think. Just, like, even, like, an OEM front lip that only came on, like, the 94 and up cars 
will cost you the like prices cr- and yeah, the, the wings and it's stuff. mental even if they're like i've seen people bring over like cracked lips that they were just gonna like fiberglass it like for like retarded amount yeah. of money like holy crap or man, they they broken. do the, yeah. paid for the cut it, it like, in half and jimmy rig it back together yeah exactly yeah, I, I'm like, not man, like that. I don't like that i, I don't understand what your logic is here, <laughs> so yeah this car had the bumper on it from factory it was a really nice blue color from factory mm, mm-hmm. and the car came over from japan in march of last year from okay. the original yeah. owner so i'm the third owner wow of this car. so you have like because i imported my mr2 and i have like basically zero records yeah i have like a little bit like but nothing that crazy third owners that's like this car was actually really well looked after like, yeah it looks like it you, you would never look at my car and think yeah this car is two hundred nineteen thousand kilometers on it definitely oh, wow man. yeah the paint wow looks super it's clean it's and... either been looked after extremely well or it's actually really low kilometers and the cluster has been swapped i'm not sure which is which sure yeah but it's it's yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'd like to think it was just looked after really well. Yeah, because I've looked underneath; it's spotless. Yeah, and then the the spec R. I'm like a hundred percent sure that that car was a tsunami victim. It was. Ooh. It definitely like, was. After like it's it's in my garage now. It's in pieces. You, you would not recognize. <laughs> oh, this you car. still have it. So yeah. oh yeah, it I've looks been like a fucking Flintstones car right now. Like the, the roof's <laughs> the cut roof, off. The like, roof's gone. Cut out. The roof is gone. Almost every panel's been taken off. Um, oh, that's funny. The entire floor in that car is from another car. Yeah, S14. Wait, yeah. so... It's from an S14. Oh, The, car, okay. oh, the really? spec R was here for two years before I bought it. Yeah, okay, yeah. And had a bunch of work done on it. Like, just jimmy-rigged body work, pretty much. Do all the do all S15 spec R's have that, the wing that has, like, the three, that has the brake light in the middle? That's, like, an option. Oh, okay. Not every okay. single one came with that. Yeah. And for some reason, a lot of people seem to like cutting that metal part out. I don't know why. I think oh, it really? looks nice. I wanted to at first, but it grew on me. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's, it you looks know what cool. It's better. It's better than the R34 wing that has the same idea, but it's like way taller. Oh, the GTT one. Oh, oh it's, my god! I hate that thing. Disgusting. <laughs> what were you doing, Nissan? Yeah. What were you thinking? Yeah. yeah, that that big gross abomination that kind of looks like the. Uh, the Roadrunner or whatever, the Daytona wing, the big, right, huge yeah. ass thing. Yeah, no fucking deal, bud. Yeah, Need for Speed's coming out. <laughs> Need for Speed's coming out this year. This will sell really well. Yeah, I feel like we, every every time I see one of those, I feel like I've just gone back into like 2002 and Fast and Furious was at its prime. Yeah. Yo, that wing is nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, don't don't care about that. I'm, shit. I'm really curious to hear what your, your dream cars are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, can I give you my top three? And, sure, then, yeah. and then tell you which one is like out of those is probably the most practical. I Do it. I, okay. I know exactly which one. We we all know what one. anyone who knows me yeah. really well knows that my favorite car is the Ferrari F40. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I, I'm, nice. I'm not a fanboy, like just an F40 fanboy. Like I, I love that car. Like yeah. that car is like my body and soul. If I was a car <laughs> or if God was a car, if there was any justice in the world, I think quoting Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. if there was any justice in the world. Every person on the planet would drive a Ferrari F40. Yeah. If there was any justice on this It's a nice car. It's it's timeless. You cannot look at an F40 and say, yeah, that's super, super dated. No. Like, obviously, it's got that, you know, that wide. It's got the boxy angles on some parts of it. It's from the 80s. Well, I was going to say, another car from that kind of time period that also is, like, a classic but isn't dated looking is the, uh, like, NSX. 
Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. That same car kind of, was same kind of far deal. ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah, that was the first car to ever be produced with hydro, uh, yeah, hydroforming technology. Ayrton Senna mm-hmm. was uh, he was like the head designer, I think, for that car, right? Something like that. I have he was no idea. he was heavily involved in the design of that car because he wanted something that sounded like F one for the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the way hydroforming works, I think it was the rocker panels on that car were made from hydroforming. So what you do, like you know how on a like a regular assembly line, you have a big stamping machine that shapes your panels right before right. they go onto the car and then they get you know uh, spot welded on by the machines and the robots and all that. Yeah. Well, what hydroforming is is it's a tube of metal, just, you know, stainless, uh, not stainless, just like, you know, uh, high-strength steel or ultra-high-strength steel, depending on what part of the car it is. Um, so they take this big, long tube of high-strength steel, cap off both ends so that you have hydraulic fluid being pumped into it, and then it is inside of a die. So here's your die, mm-hmm. and the tube's going through like this. And then that die will be shaped a certain way. It'll be pumped to, you know, whatever PSI it needs to start expanding with hydraulic fluid. And then that tube will take the shape of the die. And because you don't have two pieces spot welded together, you have one piece that is much stronger structurally. Right. It is right. more rigid. It's not two pieces yeah. that have been spot welded together. It's all one Piece. I'm assuming oh. this costs like a lot more. I think I understood like one thing you Back said then. there. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm kind of visualizing. You can this. YouTube. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's but... on YouTube. Yeah. It's much right. easier to understand. And now, um, fucking scientists over here. Here we go today. Um, I think Ford uses hydroforming to make their frame rails for their trucks now. Their oh, ladder geez. frames. Wow, yeah, nice. I think they use. I think that it's mainly Ford that does hydroforming now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's how that all works. That's good, man. Back onto the dream cars, though. Aluminum Fords, they need that. Oh yeah, <laughs> all that aluminum, that tasty beer cans, aluminum. Beer cans. Al- aluminum. <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, so Ferrari F40. That's that's you know that's the wet dream car. So that's number one, without yeah. a doubt. Okay, easily. Yeah. If I if I win the lottery, I've probably told this to like twenty people. If I win the lottery, I'm gonna disappear for four days, yeah. and I'll just be back with an F40. That's gonna be that's a it. big fucking lottery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a two million dollar car now. Yeah. So that's like a bit of a pipe dream. I don't know. I, it would take like a huge string of luck to come across something like that. I guess. Yeah. So number two, the BMW M1 Pro car. Ooh, that one pro car. What's that? Yo, where's the controller? Pass Wait, M one is that the one? That's the, the old one, the mid engine one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of has like a little though, bit of a shape it? of a DeLorean, almost. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. A little, little bit. bit, a little bit. It's got the pop up lights. A really good looking car. Here good we go. Here's car. here's mine right here on Forza. This is the pro car. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. yeah, it's got the pop-up lights. It's got the factory. Well, not factory. It's I don't know. I guess you could say it's factory because these were built by BMW. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's got beautiful. the big air dam. It's got the vents in the front of the air dam. That that's you know, sick. they have cooling ducts that go to the brakes. This this car has an inline six and independent throttle bodies. Imagine what that sounds like. <laughs> it's got the huge ass fender flares on it. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, like, I really like, didn't take you for a BMW guy at that's, all. That's my favorite BMW. <laughs> so right wait, there. so of all the cars you just listed off, you had like one BMW in there and you fucking hated it. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. that's because that car was a fucking rotting piece of shit <laughs> and should never have been made in the first place, in my opinion. <laughs> that's funny. So. That's a good car. It look, looks cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's number two. That would be like my track toy if I if I won the lottery. Like, yeah, that, that I'll just go buy an M1 <laughs> pro car. I think. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. No, yeah. And then the maybe obtainable car for me someday would be a De Tomaso Pantera. Nice, nice. GTS. It's got a wide body similar to the M1 pro car. Right. But that's its own car, on its own completely. Mm. Like, it's got the the wings similar to like a Lamborghini Countach. Yeah. Um, it's got a really greasy sounding Ford V8 in it. Like, I don't give a shit about Ford much, but yeah. that, that car, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That car gets me going just like, yeah. <laughs> Lots of room. I saw one of those for the first time, like a year or two ago at a car meet down at Market Crossing. Oh, was it the white one? Oh, or is it the yellow one? I can't one? remember. I think it was, it was the yellow one. It yeah. Was that one's one. just a regular one. So much room in that engine bay. Oh, yeah. So much room. Gaping holes everywhere. Unlike the 300 ZX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, that, that engine bay gives me anxiety to look at. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers are huge. Like, there's no, like, working on that car no. for me, I don't think. No, yeah. not, not a... I not definitely a... had a few friends with the 300 ZX, and I'm like... <laughs> What happens when like turbos blow up? They're like, yeah, you pretty much just pull the motor. I'm pull like, the entire engine, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty fucking cool. There I'm not getting that week. car. <laughs> yeah. It's a great looking car. Don't get me wrong. I love the car. It looks awesome. Yeah, it probably drives amazing, but just looking at that engine bay, I'm like, nope. <laughs> if you're smart, you'll just put a 2J in it and forget about it. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. buddy has one of those. And like the only things, like he's basically kept it relatively stock for that very reason, but one thing or like two things went wrong with it and it basically just sat in the driveway and then he he's like he has another car now <laughs> that he's driving oh so that's kind of just like sitting well i'm just, just sitting there now in storage warm yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I think he wants to sell it honestly oh really i, mean, I think yeah. he wants to get rid of it that was like a few but. people that had three that, that was like a car i really it. wanted when i was in high school too i was like oh mom look at these 300 zx's yeah they're really cool they, they're kind of like the man. porsche of japan cool. oh yeah Sweet. this is a cool car <laughs> it and is like cool. i was getting like really pumped on like you know getting a job after high school and then buying one of those and i was just like nope i want a mark IV supra <laughs> so get an 86 no that's not a supra i get a bmw that's not a supra i get a 240 oh that's not a super either and then, oh hey a supra yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i traded up <laughs> nice i had a question for you marcus it was a little off topic but what uh, up? no let's go for it uh i want to know what kind of people inspire you like what i want to know someone who inspires you and your channel because i mean from my perspective i can see that you're really passionate about this stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. um you're really good at talking on video which is like insane for me because i'm not good at talking on video i get really nervous when like as soon as i hit record i'm looking at him like uh <laughs> so i mean <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. And then I like start stuttering on my words and stuff like that. So yeah, I want to know who inspires <laughs> you because that's something that interests me. Um, okay. Well, you should watch my first ever car review on my first MR2 because it was terrible. Really? <laughs> it was bad. Okay. I was the same on camera. It was. Okay. I'm definitely interested in watching that. And, uh, I cannot watch out that. Of it. <laughs> yeah. I cannot watch that video anymore. Um, <laughs> but, oh man. Originally. Okay. So like, obviously I remember the very first Top Gear episode. It's so cliche to say, but like Top Gear. Originally, 
Um, before, like, I actually got onto, like, the internet and saw all these other people that were doing yeah. car reviews and all that crap. Um, but the very first Top Gear episode I ever watched was the one um, where they took, they w- went to find the best driving road. And uh, James was in oh. the Aston race car, the green Aston. Yeah, I remember watching that. And then uh, GT3 RS and a Lambo. Yeah. Ooh. I think it was the guy, the Super Leggera that Jeremy was driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember watching that. So that was, like, one of the points where, that was actually one of the points where I was, like, it got me, like, really, really into cars. And at that point, I was like, wow, like, this Aston race car, he's driving on the street. And it's like, why is it so uncomfortable and all that stuff? Um, but in, as far as, like, inspiration goes, definitely a lot of Matt Farah's older videos on the smoking tire. Okay. Um, Who hasn't watched that? I haven't. Actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, wow. I haven't. You just caught me off guard. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to go watch that when we... He, he's got some good episodes. Like, originally, um, when they used they used to do, like, really high production quality stuff, right? Um, and now, obviously, they've got, like, their drive... Or, yeah, Drive has their show on, like, NBC Sports or whatever. Um, so, originally, like, a little bit of Matt Farah and stuff. And uh, that that's probably, like... Matt Farah was probably the guy that really drove me to do the YouTube yeah. channel, to be honest. Because I would hear him on the podcast, too. And he, it was it was the same. It was kind of like just talking shit with his friends and being like, "Holy crap, this car is actually insane!" Mm-hmm. And he was some cool cars too. Yeah, and he he didn't hold the thing was like, and I'm still like trying to get better at this, but not holding anything back when he's like driving cars, right? Um, and just like giving every impression that comes through, uh, which is super tough. I feel like he was biting his tongue a little bit when he drove that FB RX-7. Oh, it's that guy. Okay. Which one was that? That was the one that had a plank of wood for an air The no fucks given (laughs) RX-7. Oh, the no fucks given one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 That 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 janky (laughs) piece of shit. That thing was dope, though. Oh, God. That car pissed me off. The backstory behind it was just like way, way cool. Like, he's delivering peaches or something and just... Saved up all his money. Like, didn't spend any money on anything else and just put it all into that. Gonna get all motor. Nothing stupid, you know what I mean? It was just all motor, and that's what that kid was going for. I think it awesome. it's just aesthetically, it just triggers me. I'm just like, oh, God. I love it, man. I Do think it's so awesome. Like that, man. And, like, more more recently, um, kind of, and not to the extent of, like, the Zero Fucks given RX-7, but more recently, to more, more towards, like, a business standpoint would be, like, Magnus Walker. Because he started out, like, and he still does. He has, like, he sells clothes and he yeah. makes really cool stuff. Yeah. I remember watching a TED Talk on that. He did a TED oh, Talk. Oh, really? He yeah. did a TED Talk? Yeah, he did a TED Talk all about his clothing line and all that stuff and how he started out in the UK. Yeah, no, yeah. he's, like, he seems like a really smart business guy and he's, like, doing exactly what he loves every single day. Oh, yeah. And he has, like, a collection worth, like, I would think millions of dollars. Oh, he's got 11s, right? <laughs> but, yeah, for me, those are kind of, that's... Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's not living life with a single breath of regret. No, no, that's he's, really good. He's doing it right. That's yeah. what I yeah. say. And even like I don't know how maybe like a year ago or whatever, his wife passed away. Right? Yeah, and that was he, sad. Very. Yeah, and I mean like, but even after like a few months, you know, he's he's, he's still got that drive. He's, he's right back at it. Still and, yeah. out there doing his thing. Yeah, didn't stop him. Definitely. That's that's awesome, man. I, I even saw on your YouTube that your one of your end goals is to get onto Netflix. And I think that's a pretty realistic yep. goal. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really you rooting for you, man. Thanks, I'm, bro. I'm hoping that that goes through because that would be sick. I'd definitely watch that. Probably be there for like half the shit. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, Netflix or whatever other streaming services. Yeah, like, yeah. 
relevant or we can get out like Amazon or exactly whatever. Yeah. Hulu and Hulu. Hulu. I, I think yeah. Netflix would be dope though. Yeah, Netflix definitely. is the bigger, yeah, like broader. The <laughs> You know, yeah, I definitely like go a lot and more stoners on there too. Find a girl and be like, "Yeah, let's Netflix and chill." And then it would be like an actual Netflix and chill. Like, hey, or, there's oh, there's me, yeah. <laughs> <Or> just, <laughs> there's Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> or just go have some Hulu and woohoo. Oh, look, there's me again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, brownie points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that would be super sick. But yeah, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Dylan shoots as well. He he also uses a camera. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shoot some photos. pretty nutty pictures. Go fucking have a look for yourself. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, what's your Instagram? Tell people your Instagram at Dylan Akaminko, and I guarantee you that half people won't be able to spell it. So I'll spell it out: D Y L A N A C K I M E N K O. So I don't know. It's kind of a little bit hard. For oh, and to I'm the caption guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I do half oh, the caption. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, he does. So, when when I get so. stumped, I like literally in editing, I'll send a screen cap. I'm like, "What what do you think I should caption this?" And I'm like, "I know you're deep like hit me up. Fuck me up with some shit." And then he's, <laughs> and he then just I'll gives just me a caption, a so fire caption. Yeah, I try gets, I try and do a lot of them sometimes and I'll I'll be sleeping or something or I'll be like busy with something and then he just like fires on a caption I'm like, "Oh, I got a caption for that, man." Yeah. Well, basically <laughs> the the thing is behind that is like I've stared at the photo for so long that I I'm starting to lose a little bit of the uh, the, the feel, the feel, and the, the visual, like putting it into words and stuff like that. So when I get a fresh pair of eyes, they're just like instantly like, oh, like I know exactly what to say, and I know Cole's pretty deep with his caption. So I'm like, yeah, like give me something Some good. Like, yeah, just, oh yeah, we were like, it was uh, that jackpot guy. We were like spending like 15 minutes trying to figure out a nut caption for the picture. Oh, because yeah. it looked like he was ripping around the corner, and you're just like something about the corner, something about the corner. I was just like, oh, apex predator. Yeah, and you know what? Just sounds cool. I think that's like one of the hardest things for me. I'm like, oh, like edit the photo. It's awesome. Put it on Instagram. Then I get up to like caption. I'm like, oh, like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's got to be good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think when you put a caption, like a really good caption, it kind of puts more of vision <clears throat> in people's head of like, yeah, kind of, yeah. like the, the cinematic can, feel you're where you're going. You kind of put like more of an imagination of like what the yeah. scenic stuff around it is. You yeah. can totally change the feel of the photo too. With yeah. Just from the caption. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's why it's really important for me to get Easily. a good one and Cole helps me out with that a lot. It's, so. it's funny Thanks. that you, you're saying that and like, I'm getting all of this because the same, like when I go to title a video and I'm like, you're just like, I what do no I say? Idea. Yeah. What's going to appeal? What's going to bring yeah. some viewers? You know, and like most people, when you like, they'll hear you talk about that. Like you were saying, it changes the feel of the photo. They'll be like, ah, oh, no, but it's totally like some. Sometimes it's totally subconscious, but when you look at it, and it's maybe there's unless you put like a sentence or two there, being like, oh yeah, so we went out today, and like blah blah, we shot this car, and like it it totally takes away from it. And, like I'm guilty of that sometimes too. If I oh yeah, post something on Instagram, and I'll just post whatever like oh out here with blah 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 and like oh this happened and yeah you got to remember too that i'd say probably 80 percent of all people even i'm guilty of this judge a book by its cover right. so unless you don't like if you don't put something like if you don't title something that's you know it just sounds like it's gonna you know stick a hook in their ear and really bring them over 
you might not bring as many. I think you might not bring as much of an audience yeah. as you're hoping for. I think so you got to kind of have a little bit of fire in your title. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Your YouTube ones definitely are like really good. Like, yeah, you do captions on like the the main aspect of what it is. Like thousand horsepower Skyline. I'm like, holy, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's that's it. like what? Oh my god, everybody I'm in this. the USA is looking at. They're like, yeah, oh Texas two K, <laughs> Texas two K, thousand horsepower. Yeah. yeah, not only that, but. Yeah. When uh, when you're updating the uh, the thumbnail photo with like like a, a nice photograph or just a nice screen cap yeah. where it looks like they're going fast or something exciting is happening, I'm definitely clicking on it. Like there's no yeah, there's no you, you know what I mean. Like if I your just, thumbnail builds a hype train behind the video before they've even clicked on it, you're sold. Yeah, but yeah, you guys have like, definitely done a good job capitalizing on the title. Like yeah. just like the caps caps on like the main aspect of the video. It's like. Yeah, like thousand horsepower skyline and stuff like that. Like, holy crap! I'm definitely watching that. Like, it looks like it's gonna be a good show, right? And, and look at that's like on viral too. Yeah, no, and like honestly, it's it's definitely a mix. Videos on YouTube are like so tough. Like, me and Grayson will try to guess. Well, every time we put out a video, we'll be like, oh, what do you think it's gonna do in the first week?" And our record for the first week is like just over a hundred thousand views. Mm-hmm. And so some videos will be like, "Definitely, this is gonna be you know one of our top videos." Tanks. 10,000 views in a week. Oh, we're like, ah, fuck, right? We put like all this time and effort, but at the same time, like the R32 we shot, those titles for me are the best. Well, and thumbnail because he shot flames. That never, yeah, like, oh, never yeah. hurts. Um, but at the same time, it's like we put, okay, 800 horsepower Skyline GTR. And then for the subtitle or whatever, like at the end in the interview, he was like, oh, you know what? Like I got to stay true to the 32. And so I was like, boom, title right there. Yeah. yeah. You didn't Perfect. have to name it. Right? Perfect. He did it for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. perfect. And then just you guys even give you captions. Yeah, <laughs> even based a T-shirt off that too, which yeah. was really good. I'm sure that probably sold well and oh yeah, easily. popular. I've seen it around before, so yeah. all right. Whatever. It was a sick, <laughs> it was a sick T-shirt though. It's a good concept. Like sure, yeah, yeah just yeah. that that simple like unintentional rhyme he made just yeah. gave you what you needed. Yeah, he's like here. Here's some more content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, exactly. that was great. Yeah, it's definitely really good. Dylan, what's the, like? the your favorite car because i would imagine like like me when i go out and shoot cars it's like i do all um like grayson and i are business partners but i do all the scouting out for cars and choosing what cars we film um and it's all just based on i fucking love that car yeah and then i want to go and choose i'm guessing it's the same with you oh yeah totally um i mean i it's it's hard to uh kind of pinpoint exactly where i want to aim my photography stuff because half time i'm like oh i love shooting jdm cars like i mean it's more of like an aggressive style, and then when I shoot supercars and like more luxury cars, it's kind of a commercial style. So there's like two different styles of photography I kind of base off of. Like when I shoot my JDM stuff, it's really aggressive rollers and just like cool lifestyles. You gotta kind of make stuff. the exotics look exotic too. Exactly, right. and then yeah. So like when I when I shoot exotics, it's like got to make it look commercial and exotic and just like a really nice scene. Make so, it look expensive, um, more expensive than it is. Yeah, I, I'm definitely this year. I'm really aiming towards like actual race cars. That's that's that'll what be, I'm. Oh, ooh, be that's sad. what I really want. Like just like really cool liveries and just like stuff that actually gets used on tracks instead of just like street cars all the time. Yeah. But even just like shooting a car in the pits would be sick. Yeah, but I I, I really like shooting BMWs. I, I'm kind of like a BMW guy. Like yeah. I love BMWs, um, so I always get pumped up when there's a BMW. Um, what else? I mean, obviously JDM cars, but most, yep. yeah, mostly like BMWs. I get pumped. I love BMWs <laughs> <laughs> and black cars. Oh, I love black cars. Ever since I bought a Polarizer, 
love them. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I I used to hate it. I was like, fuck. Tough to shoot. Someone's like, yeah, you want to shoot my car? I'm like, what color is it? And it's like, black. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then I bought a Polarizer, and I realized, oh, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So much potential here. Yeah, exactly. And I, every time someone's like, oh, I got a black car, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, wait. Uh, when you shoot rollers, Cole, do you ever come out, like, and shoot? Yeah, sometimes I'm driving the truck, and he'll yeah. be... Hanging his ass out the back, shooting. Yeah. So how, how does that work? How do you hang your ass, ass uh, out of the well, back? Well, basically, <laughs> basically, I built like a wood platform in the back of my truck, and I got a canopy so I can shoot in the rain and stuff like that, but it's mostly for camping. I'm not going to yeah, make right. it sound cooler than it is. Cooter but, cave. Um, yeah, it's, it's the cooter cave. Um, so basically, <laughs> oh, shit, I keep hitting the mic. It's all good. <laughs> okay, so I have a wood platform, and basically I crawl in, 6'5", remember that? So it's actually pretty difficult for me. I crawl in, and I lay on my stomach on this wood platform and I just flip the hatch door open and just literally hang my hands down on burst mode, like try and focus it and then just like burst mode for like three minutes straight. And then out of that, like three minutes, I'll probably get like probably a hundred shots, maybe three turned out, but they'll turn out really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, yes, that's all I really do for rollers. But sometimes I, I've, I've even packed like three people back in there doing rollers. I, yeah. Cooper Rychuk. Yeah. Uh, he's a young photographer. He's like 13 years old. I'm kind of mentoring him a little bit. And then Jeez. JP Leon. Yeah. Uh, had Nutsack. him in the back. And me. Yeah, Nutsack. That's that's my, my boy, Nutsack. <laughs> shout, shout out to my Nutsack. <laughs> uh, JP. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like the young one out of the group, so we kind of haze him a little bit. From Nutsack, he's got a funny little haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so have, have, you, have you ever had any cop trouble? Like shooting oh, up? Uh, no. Mostly Actually, security guards. Sec- Saying, hey, get the fuck out of here. Are you oh, talking about, like, rollers? Yeah, specifically rollers, but in general, <laughs> oh. too. In general, too. Okay. Um, Not really too much cop trouble for, yeah, not normal really. photos, but... And, and rollers, too. But I, we had a really close call. Like, we were coming down the hill from Seymour with Charles Wong, Eric Yam, um, and I can't remember. There was a few other cars with us, but it was pretty much a GTR day. It was, like, 32 GTR, 33, 34. Oh. We were coming down the hill, like, really, really fast. And yeah. uh, basically, we were coming up on the last shoulder of Seymour, and there was a cop holder on the side. And you couldn't see him until you just came around our corner, but we were already going way too fast. So <laughs> so now we're, like, I'm, like, holy shit, like, we're breaking really fast. What's going on? Like, the, the hatch... The oh door is starting God. to like flip down yeah, and stuff, and we're yeah, like yeah. shaking around and like <laughs> holding on for dear life. I'm like, "What's going on?" And he just hucks up this trail to the left. My friend Carlos, he's driving yeah. my truck. Oh, hucks, Carlos, hucks, yeah, hucks up this trail to the left, and then he just parks. I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Dude, there's a cop right there." And like everyone pulled over because we we're all going pretty fast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not like stupid fast, yeah. but like for people being in the back going like 70k, like over the a limit. Scary. <laughs> yeah, but, I think I remember these photos. I think I remember these photos. Yeah, it was pretty much uh, all the rollers going down. It was like your most stolen and... photo, wasn't it? With the R34 and the R32? Yeah, that one That one got, oh, got stolen a oh, lot. Okay, that's another qu- That's another big question. Because you know what? We've had videos stolen. It's a lot easier really? to steal photos. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, it's so much easier. It's it's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, um, you just Photoshop the watermark out and call yeah. it your own. Mostly, uh, mostly when I shoot JDM cars, that's when they like to steal it. Because there's like huge, huge... Amount of JDM accounts on Instagram. So basically, what happens is, I post a photo. It gets reposted by someone who's honorable and nice and tags me in it, and then yeah. then that's where people steal from. Not not my account, but other accounts that yeah. repost it. 
Right. And then sometimes I put my watermark, sometimes I don't. I, I think it just ruins it for me. Like, I hate putting a watermark. Me too. But sometimes yeah. you just have to, right? Like, I hate putting it on there because it just kind of just kills the mood for me, right? Like, it's just like, okay, this is a nice photo, but then they're just, they don't act me and go photography. I'm like, oh, it just ruins it. So sometimes I'll just put it on there. If I know it's going to go, like, stupid viral, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I have to. Like, whatever, I'll just do it. So I put it on, and then all these accounts just take them. Delete my watermark out with through Photoshop. Oh, they just crop it out. That's it. Yeah, really or slimy. just crop it out. Depending just ruin on where the I put picture. It. Crop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crop it out. The funniest one I actually had was uh, what it was from that day with the the R thirty or the the GTRs coming down from Seymour. So I did roller, posted it up on Instagram, and I don't know how, but they got like a half high res. It was like kind of good, but not very good. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't screen cap from Instagram. I don't know where the frig they got it from, but they downloaded it, deleted my watermark. And then they wrote like just something like ridiculous on it. It was just, like, "Who so needs a genius. life?" or "Who needs a wife when you have JDM cars on it?" And then it oh, just got yeah, reposted everywhere. It, just, it literally got reposted everywhere. Oh, and then that's how everybody knows your photo now. <laughs> no, no one even knows. I'm a ghost photographer. <laughs> no one even knows where it came from. Like it just blew up, and no one knows who it was. And yeah. uh, it was on like uh, my friend Jake tagged me, and it was on this huge JDM like car group on Facebook. It was like their cover photo. I'm like. Uh, what? Uh, yeah yeah he was just like yeah look at this is this your photo i'm like yeah that's definitely my photo i'm like i don't really get too mad like i i know what's gonna happen yep. like when it when yep. it comes and i shoot all those cars and stuff like that i'm like there's no way it's not gonna get stolen it's gonna happen so i accept it but the internet slimes everyone i'm not like thirsty for like followers or intention no. or anything so right, like, if it right. if it if someone takes my photos if they're not profiting off it like whatever it's not a big deal i'm just i'm still having fun at the end of the day right no totally yeah so that's that's what's most important to me is just having fun and meeting new people. I don't want to, I don't want to like stress myself out and get all worked up over stuff like that. Yeah. Have Have you ever had? Have you ever actually gone on like maybe it's a big account or something and you think they might be making money? Have you ever like tried to get photos taken down from people? Um, I haven't personally because I just like I don't really like trying to make myself look bad by like getting yeah. really upset about it. Yeah. But yeah. When my friends see that, they definitely get really upset, and they they they, I, kinda, I they, one guy they like take their that. actions and they they do whatever. And I'm just like, I'm gonna stay out of this one. I remember yeah. I called one guy out on his Facebook page, and he's just like, "You are a small dick," <laughs> like with his fucking his account, like with the the page account. Yeah, it's like, oh. hey, you called Duncan. You got a small dick. And I'm like, okay. That's a stolen photo still. <laughs> nice. You got a small dick. I think I saw something like that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, if they want to steal it, that's whatever. I don't, I'm not going to get super upset over it. But the, I mean, um, it'd be nice if they t- tag me just because, like, kind of yeah. went out of my way to do that. But that's honestly, that's the least they could do. Yeah. That, that's it's like, courtesy. Yeah. If, if I saw them making a t shirt, then yeah. Or something yeah, like that, yeah, I would be super yeah. mad. But Sue them. We've had, we've had, sorry, we've had like two spots that I've actually had to be like, hey, I need to do something about this. Oh, wow. Like stealing, stealing videos like doesn't happen. It happens like once a year for us or like once every six months. Um, but when it does, it's usually a fan that'll just like send it. Hey, do you know about this? And one of them was, it was on like a pretty popular like website. They were getting some like decent traffic. They had taken our video, right? And like, obviously there's, I mean, we could, we have our little thing in the bottom of the right-hand corner on YouTube, but that's not an actual watermark on the video. Yeah, that's right? just YouTube's thing, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not like an actual, uh, like, burned into the image. Um, so they had it on their website, but it wasn't embedded in through, a like, a player. It was their own player, and they were running ads everywhere, before it, after it, all over the website. And so I actually, like, I pretty easily got that one taken down, which was good. Yeah. And then there was one on that, one other instance. I'll show you guys this after, actually. But uh, we've talked about this 
long time ago on the podcast, but we filmed a yacht in Cole Harbor. Um, I remember this. Like a year ago or something, a year and a half ago. And uh, that video actually, like, it's one of our most, most viewed videos. Hmm. Um, but this rapper dude on YouTube stole our video. He he put himself on a green screen. Hilar- <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. This guy, the cheesiest, just like, oh, the lyric. Shit. He's like throwing money around. So he's green screened. And in the background is our yacht video. But here's the funny part. He didn't cut the video at all. So in the beginning, burning like Roads Untraveled logo in his video. And he, th- this guy's got like 15,000 oh, subscribers. Like he's not a tiny channel. Well, he's got a green screen. Like you oh, think he'd be good at like editing and stuff like that. And, right? then, so. and then the next scene comes up and you see me in the background. Like they're like, this is a boat. And then this rapper. Oh, comes, shit. Like, Money, like, I'd be pumped, man. We that's saved the video. It's good publicity right there. Okay, that's sick. I, got, I gotta see this. I we mean, have the video. Yeah, I'll show it. That's cracking. That is so funny, man. That's the funniest thing ever. Holy shit! I have one more question for you, Marcus. Oh, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anyone locally, like Vancouver, Seattle, or whatever, that you kind of like look up to, or you kind of like are just like really stands out to you for like video and photos? For video and photos, oh god! Um, you really put me on the spot here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like, photo- like automotive, like photography and video stuff. There's not a whole like there is a good community in Vancouver. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like L.A. or Toronto. Definitely not. No. Yeah, it's not that big. Like I know there are a few. There's a really cool YouTube channel I want to collaborate with. They're in, like, Calgary. Okay. Um, so I would say that's, like, the next. But then I do have, like, um, Damon from Daily Driven Exotics. Oh. <laughs> and wh- whoever he shoots with, I don't know who he shoots with most of the time. But he puts it, like, I love, it, like, it's kind of, like, the mindset behind what he's trying to do. Yeah. Another one of those guys that's, like, no bullshit. Here's what it is. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna like glamorize it or anything. Exactly. Here's Ryan Turk, everybody. Well, yeah. you know what <laughs> is crazy is like we, we've done some work with him. I've had buddies do work with him, and um, he wanted to try and do video himself as well. And you know what? He picked it up so fast, like it was insane. Like he went and bought um, a Sony A7S Mark II. Nice. Um, I'm pretty sure he has a couple GoPros, and he got a drone, and literally like. He told me, he's like, he, he doesn't know anything about editing or anything. Films all this stuff, and you just, like, vlog every single day, videos all the time. I'm just like, man, this is insane. Like, how did you pick up editing? And, like, when you watch it, it's like, it's not bad. It's really good. Like, yeah. it looks like a professional, like, he YouTube. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And I don't know, like, I guess that's just kind of the power of YouTube tutorials and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of stuff I've learned is off YouTube tours. I, I'm assuming that's For where he sure. learned because he doesn't really have a lot of people around teaching him that kind of stuff at his house, I guess, right? So if you want to learn something, you just type it in on YouTube. I'm pretty sure that's probably where he learned all that stuff. But yeah, he's he's killing it, man. Like with his cameras and stuff like that, he's just he's doing really good for himself. But yep. the, only, the only reason I asked you um, if there was any local town that you've been noticing is just because like all the inspiration I get mm-hmm. for photography is literally local. Like I have a few other photographers that are like right, right, LA, all that stuff, but a lot of it is local. Like Marcel Leck, that guy kills it, yes, all the time, yeah, super good. Like yeah. been his, around for a long time too. Yeah, he's been around for quite a while. He's really good editing style and shooting style. It's like kind of a lifestyle luxury, and he also has that. Uh, he also has that like commercial esque as well. Um, he did so, um, he did a GTR commercial. 
Oh, really? For Nissan back in the day, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did that for them. Yeah. I don't know if he did that one for free, but... Yeah, he's he's he always getting uh, the hottest shoots in town, like McLaren P1s and just uh, all that dream. fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he's killing it. Um, another dude, Kevin Yui. You guys probably haven't heard of him. He's not, like, super well I think, known, I think I've seen one or two he, of his He's, films. like, a strictly commercial photographer, but he he's really, really good. And one of my favorite, like, absolute favorite local photographers, his name is Jason Manchester. I don't know if you guys have ever seen his Never stuff. Never heard of oh, him, no. His stuff's really good. He he kind of has a mixture of combinations like me. Like, I like shooting off-road stuff, JDM stuff, Euro stuff, and then luxury stuff. And he does all of that. And he's really good at it. Like, his stuff is super clean. But, mm. um, yeah, that's that's kind of why I brought that up. It's just because, like, there's a lot of local talent for photography stuff like that. I just didn't – I haven't really researched into video stuff. Shining the local. spotlight around a See, bit. Yeah, no, it's, um, like, definitely Marcel Leck was kind of the first, when I started doing, like, videos and YouTube stuff, he yeah. was the first, like, photographer that I saw regularly come up on, like, Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, like, this is some real, like, people are actually, that's when I was like, this was, I don't know, three or four years ago now, but it was like, that's when I was like, wow, people are actually doing really cool stuff in Vancouver. A lot of stuff got posted on uh, Stance Nation, too. Right, right. Back in the day, I think. Yeah, he gets back a lot of stuff was, on, like, like, car lifestyle yeah. and... And like blacklist and stuff like he's all over the place. Like I'm pretty sure they have like a like a section just for him. Like as soon as his photo pops up, yeah, like, yeah we're we're taking that one. Like that's yeah, a... we've we've been in contact recently. Actually, we're gonna film a Supra in. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, we were. Yeah. I was actually planning a shoot with that thing too as well. So maybe I'll just come along for that. Yeah, we'll do it. That'd be sweet. But yeah, no. As far as video, now that I'm thinking about it, most of the guys like that I look up to no one's ever heard of because they don't have their own YouTube channel. It's okay. more of people I look up to in terms of they do awesome cine- cinematography and they really know how to handle the camera. They do way better stuff than we do, but they're they're actually <laughs> they're actually making money doing it. Yeah. Versus yeah. like so they're like when we go up to Area twenty seven, I mean like uh Discovery Channel was there and like we met those people. So it was pretty cool to see how they shoot, but um there were some other people up there. Um uh I forget the name of this brand, but they shot a they've shot a bunch of stuff. They do have a YouTube channel, but they base they just get hired on by people. Yeah. Um and like supercar owners and stuff, and their video rollers are like inches off the ground, like moving up and down side to side, yeah. zooming just the awesome stuff that like one day we want to get to that level, right? You know, yeah. Top Gear esque level. <laughs> I, I love that, man. That's so awesome because like sometimes when i'm like just about to go out to shoot i'm always just like pumping out photos on instagram i'm looking at them i'm like oh man this is so inspiring this is sick i want to try and create something like this and i'm assuming that you guys are doing similar stuff where you're always watching videos and and looking to progress because i remember watching your first video it was really good but now compared to your first video like all the cinematics are just insane like they're way way better and like you guys, you guys have are just come a long way exactly yeah. you guys are just slowly yeah. progressing more well not slowly but you guys are progressing more and more and more and like honestly like like i said before i could definitely see your show on netflix because it just it looks like very professional now so yeah thanks dude yeah it's it's a lot of hard work I a lot bet. of time <laughs> a lot of talking and and getting to drive fun cars i mean i think that's you a, can't be shooting blanks either you got to be like on top of what you're saying, all yeah, the time. definitely. Yeah. yeah, you ever you ever like stutter on video or like say something stupid and you have to like go and edit it? Oh, every, every shoot, yeah, every every <laughs> single shoot, yeah, yeah. And I'll go back and then I'll like I'll I'll edit something. I'll be like, 
up at like 2 a.m. editing a video, and then it'll all be fine. I'll be like, oh, I'm super stoked about it. Then I'll get up the next morning. I'm like, what was I thinking? And then, like, <laughs> like, cut a line out or something. Like, that, like, even if it was mostly they're j- jokes that, like, I don't think about beforehand. They just come out. And I'm like, oh, that, that's kind of yeah. funny. Do will people think that's funny? And then I just cut it. Eh, not like, yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> because it's not as funny when there's, like, not someone else in the car to laugh with you. It's just yeah, like yeah. you make a joke and it's supposed to be like a... Oh, yeah, I, I just remember the asymmetric productions uh, was up at Area 27. They were hire, hired on, and we actually worked with them. We basically, we collaborated with them, and we shared interviews to make things go smoother for both of us when we were at Area 27. So yeah. basically, we would just go up to, like, a member of the track, or, like, a founding member, uh, Jacques Villeneuve, like, uh, designer of the track, and we would basically just... They would ask their interview questions. We would ask our interview questions. Meanwhile, we both have our cameras rolling. We could both use the footage because their content is going on, uh, or it's it was or aired on, um, I think Shaw something something other or like Shaw cable, some Canadian network or whatever. Um, and they did like a five or six part, like each episode is like twenty minutes long. Oh, like yeah. they were up there for like a solid year. So like those are the guys in terms of like professionalism and stuff. Um, and like getting to that point of being able to sell a show to a network, mm-hmm. definitely people like that who I look up to locally. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's super sick. I love that. Yeah. And it's cool to meet them. And it's like, everybody's really into cars and really into shooting and yeah. just there to have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that, it's yeah. awesome when you meet people who are just like passionate about it. Not yeah. like just real passion, crazy. not the people that are just like hunting for fame and shit. And oh, that bugs like me that. so much. I think a lot of like people like misunderstand me like people think that i'm like literally just in it for like money or fame or anything it's, it's just your hobby man yeah it's definitely not like that at all like there's some shoots where i make no money at all and i'm i'm super happy with that. i don't care i'm just i'm having fun like that's yeah. making that, content yeah that's literally that's literally the goal it's just yeah. like this year is have fun meet cool people and probably get scared in some cars i i, I, and I really doing the do best that. you can do as well yeah exactly yes. and progress you're only going to improve exactly and yeah. just progress the constantly. more you do it yeah but yeah. i just definitely like meeting new people and having like minutes. do you think you would have been able to do that edit on that defender if you didn't shoot avidly last year no definitely not yeah you would probably be like fuck what am i doing with this exactly yeah, yeah. i probably would have youtubed it but still yeah. i don't think anyone really has, you got it's it. not a common problem you got it though yeah, I don't. That's experience coming into role. A lot of people experience don't really is a big thing. Yeah. Shoot with minus Huge. seven weather. Yeah. No. Wait, do you shoot in like really bad weather conditions <clears throat> ever, or does it always have to be sunny? No, no, no. We've definitely shot. We've shot a couple uh, videos in the rain before. Oh, okay. We have done that. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, for for us, for the car, for the equipment, for just like coordinating and like we might lose a $500 mic on the shoot. Like, that might happen. Uh, and then yeah. we're out. And, like, a shoot maybe will make us, like, 250 300 bucks, And then we're out 500 bucks. Wow, that was a great day. Like, yeah. <laughs> not saying I'm in it for the money, but, you know, when you're paying to do your job, it's like... Yeah, you're paying for gas and all this fun Everything stuff. A lot of money goes into in. it. Exactly. It all stacks up real quick. You at least want to make your money back. But, no, we do. We definitely shoot. Like, cold won't really stop us. It'll only stop us if the the owner doesn't want to bring out their 800 horsepower car, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, Understandable. Last, yeah, no. Like, last January, we shot a, um, like, a Golf R, and that was, like, negative whatever, negative five, and, like, in the morning. But winter tires, all-wheel drive, and I was like, yeah, we're down. If you're down, I'm down. Perfect. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I've shot in some shitty weather too, but, um, I don't know. Sometimes 
I feel like when I'm shooting like minus seven weather, my hands are starting to give out. I'm like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when you come up to area 27, that's the worst weather for us to shoot in. Or for me at least, you'll have to see just because it's like when we were up there last time, it was like 33 degrees, uh, if not hotter. And you're like batteries start cooking. Cameras overheat. Oh, as yeah. I'm sure you know, they, they never... literally, when we're shooting video, it'll be like camera overheating. Boom, shut off. Can't use it for like half an Great. hour. Definitely at never experienced that. Yeah, Vancouver represent. Had my phone shut off because it overheated. I guess that's sort of the same thing. Yeah, no, GoPros do not like heat. They shut down faster than Canon DSLRs. Hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, gotta keep air cooled. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Some people are actually like so shocked in the weather that me and JP shoot in. Like I, I got a guy from California. His name is uh, Oh BM Spec. No, 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 Joel White. Or, oh, okay. Joel White. He uh, he runs a bunch of JDM accounts on Instagram and stuff. Super cool guy. He always gives me advice, but. Um, I was like Snapchatting or not Snapchatting. I was like sending him pictures and stuff like that. I'm like, look how fucking cold it is. Like I literally, the other day we shot a Murcielago with no roof on in minus seven weather. Like it was mental. Like I don't even understand how that worked. I was like, I was asked like, cause I didn't understand. He was telling me, oh yeah, the Murcielago roof is like a pain in the ass to put together. I've right. never searched it up, but you have to like build it. It's like some Ikea mess. It's just st- stupid. But anyways. JP set up the shoot. He's like, yeah, I'll shoot this Mr. Log. I'm like, dude, it's minus seven out. It's like really bad. It wasn't raining. It was like stars out. But I'm standing here with my camera like yeah. shaking. Like my hands are like <laughs> like burning. Like my hands are literally burning. And I'm like getting all these shots and stuff. And then I'm like, hey, it's done. Like my hands are giving out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Hopefully you got the shot. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a whole bunch of shots. I yeah. was super stoked. Tripod is freezing. And yeah. he just drove away and he just got his... P coat on, Mike Wong, he's got his P coat on, he's just driving away, and he's like, I'm like, how do you do it? And he's just like, oh, it blasts the heat. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's, that's pretty Vancouver of you, that's sick. Just blasts the heat. Just embraced it. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. I mean, like, there are people who, down, let's say down in Southern California, who won't even take out their, like, Gallardos if it's, like, drizzling rain out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, up here in Vancouver, I think, I mean, we're so limited in terms of like good driving weather per year. I mean, you ha- you kind of have to take advantage of like better embrace even the that, clear days. That drift lube, exactly. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't get a lot. We just literally get rain all the time. If people are listening that are not from here, <laughs> Mo- most people that watch and listen are not from Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah we we yeah. get rain like eighty percent of the year. I'd say. Yeah, it's pretty. Last year was pretty good though. You know what? Yeah, yeah. it was good. Like last summer, we had. A clear maybe two months straight of, of straight sun and it was awesome like there was lots of cool car meets and stuff like that it's like big and when it rains during the summer it pours yeah yeah but it comes down yeah. it was definitely it was definitely a good summer until the thursday night meet thing kind of went a little haywire oh at, yeah at market crossing Ooh. oh what when it got like just shut down and yeah shit? Yeah. yeah that Too was a huge idiots. deal yeah they would set up roadblocks at every end of the meet and just they were just like uh, oh, London drugs owners coming out like everyone go like I remember one time I was there I actually bought something from the Tim Hortons there so I was a paying customer right yeah and uh, one of the security guards comes up to me and he says hey you have to leave and I said I just bought something from Tim Hortons and I'm a paying customer he's like no get the fuck out of here Oh, yeah. We're getting you towed. I was like, wow, I was, are you dude, fucking serious, man? I was so sad, yeah. man. Like, Mark Crossing was literally my first car meet. And it was insane because, like, that was me coming into the car scene. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm in a parking lot with, like, I'm going to say, like, 600 cars. 
like the first a time I went, more. a lot. Yeah, a it lot. was dude. The first time, <laughs> I don't know if it was six hundred, but it might have been exaggerated. I remember uh, the first one I went to was like one, two, three, four lots are full. They're all packed, packed, yeah. and I was like, wow, this is crazy. I didn't know this many cars were in Vancouver. Like, yeah, it's insane. And I like remember if, uh, it was like the first meet of springtime in twenty fourteen. Every single parking lot, like the one in front of the Save On, the London Drugs, on all the, the way too, to yeah. the Cactus Club, filled. I. I'd never seen so many cars like that meet, like just that, for that specific one Thursday night, it got hyped up across the whole lower mainland. Yeah. You had people coming out from like, there was one guy who came out from Squamish on his bike. Oh, yeah. You had a guy wow. from Squamish, uh, guys from Abbotsford and Chilliwack. People yeah. come all the way from Chilliwack. For yeah. That I would 500 yeah. cars. Like, oh, there was oh, way sure. more than 500. And here, here's the thing. It's like this meet hap or this meet did happen every single week. Yeah. And consistently throughout the spring and the summer, you'd get hundreds and hundreds, more than a few hundred cars every single week. And, like, you'd get everything. Everything from, like you are saying, motorcycles, modified, like, McLarens, Rolls Royce, but yeah. also, like, Skylines, Drift, 240s, like, everything. Muscle cars, everything, yeah. yeah. It was insane. Pantera, because, that's where I saw the Pantera. Yeah, just, like, rare stuff would show up that you would never think would be here. And just, like, every week it was something new. Like, it was just, like, it was insane, man. I like, remember seeing that Coontash that's uh, out in... Port Moody there. It's in that glass case. Oh, that was the yeah. first time I saw that car. It was at Market Crossing beside a. He brought white, it out, eh? Yeah, he. Have you ever seen he that? brought it out I've with never a, seen a Pantera. A, I've never seen a Countach on the street before. Oh okay. man, have you seen the one in Port Moody? <laughs> seen though? it in person, okay. like up close. It, it's like a whole. It, you're like, wow, I'm getting close to this animal here <laughs> in, in Belcara. That's exciting. Actually, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Just one sec. I don't think I've ever seen one actually like in person at all. Oh, oh man! Dude, but sorry, there's one. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Belcare in Port Moody, this dude has a glass case in front of his house with one in it. Like yeah, you can drive up on there. the street and just see it. Yeah, like, it's, it's so yeah. weird. It's, it's so sick. weird. It's literally a glass case, and it's like it's not even big enough to walk in. Like it's only big enough for the it, car. It's like a full scale like Maisto model kit. What yeah, the heck? I'm pretty sure like you have to pull it out by hand to get in because I don't yeah. think you can walk into the case. Like it's so small. No. It's only big enough for the car, but it's so cool because you can like pull up in the cul-de-sac park and just look at it and you're like, holy crap, like this is insane. There's a fucking Countach just yeah, chilling. It's just hanging out there. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's nuts. Every time I go out there, I'm like, hey, I want to go look at this car. Oh again. yeah, I always drive by it every time. Like yeah. when you're going to turn and go... It, God damn, I'm hitting this mic. <laughs> I'm really, really like vibrant with my hands and stuff like that. But anyway, so when you're going to turn into Bell Card, you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. last turn when you're coming through the twisties, like from Poco, mm -hmm. you turn left instead of right <clears> that goes into Bell Cara. Okay. You go left and it's like right in this cul de sac. Yeah, you were right over some train tracks. Sorry for giving away that spot. For people who didn't want Please, it, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go check that out sometime. Yeah, that car, super though, super cool, oh, man. It's probably just a treat. Guy's door it's and just get a video eye candy. <laughs> That'd be cool sick. if we could get a video out of him. Like, fuck, that even, even just to like get him talking about it. Like, how did you even come across this? Like, what made you buy it and stuff? Exactly. Like, I think yeah. it would be cool, even if it was yeah. in the glass case and you just film it on glass case. He'd probably be like, pay me. Hey, <laughs> me to bring it out. Honestly, that's like a potential like viral video waiting to happen. Like, oh yeah, who definitely. has a glass box in front of it? It's so uh, random. I, I didn't believe it when someone told me. Like, dude, there's yeah. like Countach in a glass box in front of someone's house. Like, I remember like, watching uh, this video on Petrolicious on YouTube. They did the white uh, Countach and the guys like explaining what it's like to go through a McDonald's drive-through. How the window opens like maybe four inches. You can just barely fit a Big Mac through it. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Just squeeze it through and just and then crush reverse. It he like explains what it's like to reverse and like back the car up. You gotta 
lift the door up and sit on the door sill and work the clutch and pedals and everything (laughs) hanging out over the end of the car like this and you're just like ah yeah it's an experience yeah it sounds awesome yeah you you (laughs) can't look through the back window in reverse you gotta open the door up and sit on the sill yeah yeah it's one of those cars for tiny italian people a lot of mid-engine cars. I bet. I don't know if you sat in the Murcielago, but I. I would imagine. I've never been in a Murcielago, but I would imagine it's the same kind of deal, right? Yeah. Or any of those cars with like mid-engines or like big, massive wings in the back. Yeah. But yeah, and definitely. a teeny rear window. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. What's the point? <laughs> I've been in some weird cars with like really bad blind spots. I don't know. For some reason, the 350Z kind of like gave me anxiety to sit in. Like that one kind of was a really. My bad super blind was spot. bad. Really? Mark IV Super? Oh, fuck. Blind spots are huge. You ever driven in a car with, like, really bad blind spots? Oh, man. Well, 5th Gen Camaro is not so great for no? visibility. No, it's not It's not very good. Um, oh, I don't know. MR2 is actually pretty good. Hmm. MR2 is not bad for blind spots. None that I can think of off the top of my head. I, yeah, specifically. I, I, I can only say, like, the 350Z was, like, well, it's just kind of weird for me. That surprises me, actually, yeah. It's not bad. It's not like horrible, but it was just like not used. To, like I'm, I wasn't used to it. it was, like had four door cars and stuff like that. Lots of windows, lots of space to look around, and you get in a 350Z and there's like these tiny little windows in the back. And then, aren't the pillars kind of fat too? Yeah, they're the pretty. Pillars fat. are pretty fat. Right, right. They're pretty big. Yeah, I don't know. That was a a weird car, but everyone. That's, told- that's one of those body styles. That's just like yeah, no, look in front of you only. I, I like the 350Z, man. Like, it's it's awesome. And, like, it's kind of weird, but a lot of people who are into drifting, they've told me that's, like, one of the best platforms they've ever driven. Like, even if it was just their friends or whatever. Like, my friend Matt Young, he's pretty good at drifting. And he told me, he was like, man, 350Z was, like, awesome car to drift. I'm like, really? Holy shit. It kind of surprised me. Yeah. It's a decent amount yeah. of torque. Yeah. Those engines. You just said it's, like, they just sound set up like properly. Shit. It's really nice. Something about the way those engines sound, those VQs or whatever. Oh, God. Do you not like them? Oh, I, I can't stand them. Oh, fair enough. Fair I enough. do not like them. I, I like them. I just don't like <clears> them. <throat> I don't really like when they're auto. Cause they kind of... I, think, yeah. I think it's the guys who rip around in Infinities that, like, that's... I think that's the noise. Because I hear Automatic it in my neighborhood infinities. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Guys in their Infinities ripping up past the school. I'm just like, That oh, one, I, honestly... I don't mind that sound either. I, I kind of like it. It's like almost close to the sound of the R35. It's it's pretty it close. Does. It does, yeah. It's similar. It's pretty close. Yeah. Like, yeah. What I sometimes when I hear the G35, I'm like, break my neck. Where's the yeah. R35? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Like, where is this? No but, kidding. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty close. That skyline. The quickly, um, skyline. quickly before uh, we wrap up here, because um, I want to hopefully get something edited this afternoon. Maybe. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dylan, uh, out of all the cars that you've like been around, what like left the m- biggest lasting impression? Oh man. Would you say in both in terms of like, okay, I got some really good photos out of this and also like the, maybe like the presence of the car, like you were saying, the Countach or whatever is like, I, I'm going to have to go with the C210 Skyline. I honestly, nice. cool. okay. it was amazing. Like it just, the guy was super nice. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. There was like a really cool backstory behind it and like that car's really got a soul of its own yeah exactly it's a really really nice car that like car is been... uh that car's got like a huge presence yeah there's that's like the only one here too yeah yeah it, it is the yeah. only one around i haven't seen too many i and remember like... the first time i saw that car it was at like rev scene 2013 the spring meet that's where Spanish i saw it yeah yeah I only saw it for like two seconds because he just ripped by and he was leaving. It was, I, I remember it was like, 
all the way after walking, seeing him rip by, and I walked all the way to the other end to see if he stopped. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, he man. doesn't bring it out very often. He's, <clears throat> he's not, uh, yeah, he doesn't like come out yeah. in the scene very often. I don't know. He he just really loves the car. He doesn't <clears throat> doesn't care about attention. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care about he followers. He just loves his car. He loves yeah. driving the car, and he just loves that specific model, which is awesome. And like, yeah, just really, he was people a really who are like awesome actually dude. really into it for their car because they like their car. Yeah, like that's something I can admire. And then there's just like the people out there that are like, yeah, I'm gonna get this car because it's gonna look really good on Instagram. And yeah. I, I fucking hate that so yeah. much. Yeah, no, I, like, I I can't like really like show full respect for that when you make it obvious it's just like yeah but you're only into it for the fame you're trying to like just uh, i don't know i just don't like that i'm I'm, like super into cars because i love cars like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i will never not be looking at cars or like just reading something i read about cars every single day yeah like my dad's always coming up into my room to ask me for something and he'll like see whatever's on my computer screen like oh what's that i'm like Oh, that's just like uh, it's a new thing for this, and he's like, "Oh, wow, let's 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 check it out." And I'm like, okay, here's how it works, and then yeah, I'm like really big on the engineering aspect of it too. Right, so, right, yeah, pretty huge yeah. on the engineering side of things. Actually, yeah, yeah. Getting back to the the C210 Skyline, like yeah, yeah I just I li- honestly I just love the car. I love what he's done with it. Like um, when I first saw it, I was really just I was really hoping that he didn't try and modernize it. I didn't know him at all, and I limited information he doesn't post a lot about himself on the internet but i was like man if this thing's like modernized inside and it's gonna kill me but everything's original everything's like he's perfectly correct he's, yeah he's kept right, it very right. correct like right the, the, the wheels. wheels are perfect for that car just yeah. old classic jdm wheels long champs um, you know he's he's obviously probably had many opportunities to swap a better motor into it it's not like super fast or anything like it's still a turbo motor i'm pretty sure it's like the same motor as like the uh, 240c no, I don't think it's a turbo motor. No, it is. It is? It is. Oh, oh and then wow. maybe it's, it's the L28 ET, I think. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what it was. The inline six or whatever. But yeah, that's so he's... cool. I didn't know it had that. He's uh, he's definitely had so. many opportunities, I'm pretty sure, to swap a better motor in, but he told me, he was like, he's like, I can't do that. Like, I'm going yeah, yeah. to either rebuild this motor or put the same one back in, because that's just what is for this car. It would yeah. take away from the so, car. It's yeah. kind of like the thoughts I was having about putting a beams into my last eight set. Cause like, yeah, I could ditch the 20 valve and do a beams and put ITBs on it. But like, is it really yeah. much of an eight, six after that? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely my favorite car. favorite shoot. Like it was super fun. That's super cool. nice that's guy. Cool. And the super longest lasting awesome. impression. on. Yeah. You. He's, he's super authentic guy. And like, I'm always just like, man, like I want to go shoot with that guy again. He's super cool. So yeah, we'll, we'll I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get you guys to shoot with that car because I am down. That would the be a sick is, video. I think a stunning car. <laughs> I think you guys would all, everyone who's listening, would really appreciate that car. Like it's awesome. It's just perfect. Doesn't he have a Hakasuka wing on the back of that thing too? Um, like I the think, first GTR, he has a fucking Hakasuka wing on it. I think. It might be. I don't know. It might be a factory thing. I'm not sure. But oh man, it, it just looks nuts though. That whole car. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. definitely worth looking up if you haven't seen it before. Do you know what his Instagram is? <clears throat> or? Uh, it's like suck zero zero or something like that. Oh. We'll post all these in the uh, in the in the description in the whatever. description. Yeah, in the podcast thing. Sounds good. Put everything there. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for today. Well, Alrighty. thank you for having us on. I really appreciate yeah. it. That was fun. First no, time doing this. Come actually on to another, another podcast soon because I actually have a good time. I was really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely, it takes a while, but then you're like, oh, it's just, yeah. Just yeah, once you just shit. You realize you're just chilling, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for having us on, man. I had a good time and, uh. Yeah, it feels like something I do on the regular already. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. This Just was a good length, too. Time. Yeah, it was. It was a really good half. length. Hour and a half. We could yap on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. All right, Easily. so where can people, Cole, where can people follow you if they want to? Do you post pictures if of your If you want to see me on Instagram, you can follow me at midnight underscore soul. And then uh, we got a little Facebook page I've actually had for a while called Vision Project. Going to try and uh, maybe get the ball rolling this year with Dylan on that. Yeah. Hopefully pretty nice. soon here. And then uh, maybe actually make something recognizable out of it. I yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Dylan, what about you? Oh, yeah, Instagram. You already plugged your Instagram, I guess. Yeah, but uh, at Dylan Akamenko. <laughs> put all that stuff in there. But, yeah, thanks, guys, for coming out. Um once again, uh, oh yeah, give us a rating and review on iTunes because that really helps us out. We're like climbing up. We're consistently like top like 30, 40 in the automotive section, oh, cool. which is decent. Um, and if you want to, if you have any like topics or questions, uh, send your stuff to roadsuntraveledshow at gmail.com. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week with more guests. I don't know who's going to be on. Uh, actually, no, yeah, no, Ulrich, Jesse, Levi are all going to be on. We're going to talk about our little like. Uh, snow hunting slash just shooting an off-roading trip. <laughs> snow one. But yeah, thanks again, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>